it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Have you noticed I'm no longer two steps ahead of the crowd in a crackpot on this issue of affirmatively furthering fair housing, the Green New Deal, and the turning of American citizens from owners into renters? If I have to. I don't think Blaze TV would have any problem with it. I did not ask Mike to put this on the cut sheet today. Because since I've spoken about it before and I was there when I said it the first time, I know exactly what I said. I have clips of myself on television going back to 2015 talking about the remaking of home ownership in the United States. And some people thought, you know, Andrew, this is too far afield. This is, this, is, this is too far out there for most people. And I said at the time, and I'm saying it again, you wait and see, you watch, this is going to happen, and it is now. This infrastructure bill has nothing to do with infrastructure, just as the COVID relief bill had nothing to do with COVID relief. Only 9% of the America Rescue Plan actually went to providing relief or food assistance, or assistance for businesses to stay open. Only 9%. Now, only 5%. Only 5% of Biden's infrastructure bill actually deals with actual, tangible infrastructure. That's roads and bridges and and bus depots and the like. 95% of it, 95% of this bill has absolutely nothing to do with laying down asphalt. Nothing to do with either strengthening a bridge or demolishing it and building a new one. Nothing to do with it. 95% of it has nothing to do with actual roads or bridges or tunnels or airports. 95% of it has nothing to do with that. Now, What it has to do with, like the Green New Deal, is remaking life in America. That's what it is. We are being depleted right now. We're going to pass the $30 trillion mark in no time. Now, where is the money coming from to fund these bills? Some states are still in lockdown. Yes, job, jobs are on the rise as states are reopening, but where is the actual money coming from? We're either borrowing it from China or Japan. We're either going to print it. And when we say print money, we don't mean literally. There's a machine somewhere in Washington, D.C. churning out $100 bills. It's almost like the federal government has turned the, the U.S. dollar into its own cryptocurrency. They just acknowledge the creation of new dollars, which devalues every other dollar in circulation. I'm going to do something for you right now. It's Friday night. For those of you that are 21 and over, I want to give you the perfect example that you can use tonight or right now. I mean, it is five o'clock somewhere. I'm going to give you the perfect example of what the Democrats are doing to the dollar right now is they're getting ready to uh, raise taxes by $4 trillion. 
They want to spend another $3 trillion. We haven't even gotten to the general budget. This is just on an infrastructure plan. This is so basic and so easy. And it will shut down any left-wing Democrat friend of yours if you're discussing what the government is doing to the dollar right now. Whether you're at home or in a bar, a little bit more expensive if you do this in a bar, pour a shot of whiskey or tequila if the person is woke and whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. I would say stay away from vodka, light rum, and gin because there's an issue here. So either a either a dark-colored tequila or a whiskey or a rum, dark rum, you put that in a one-ounce shot glass and say, here's the value. Here's value right here. This is one ounce of pure rum. 80-proof rum, 80-proof whiskey, 80-proof tequila. Now you might want to get crazy and you could say, well, I'm going to use 101-proof wild turkey or something. But for the purpose of the exercise, it doesn't really matter. When you think of the oxidation, right, or the processing in your body, your liver, they say one ounce, one hour. So we have we have a table of value here, right? There's also that if you pile more than one shot on top of another in an hour, you're going to start to feel something. It's called a buzz. There's a, so in other words, we have a table and we have an effect. So we have value, we have tables, and we have effect. Now, you say this one, would, the government says we need more than this shot of whiskey right here. So what do we do? Well, there's more than one person who needs a shot of whiskey right now. So what we do is we take that shot of whiskey or rum, we put it in a pint glass and fill the rest of the way with water. Then we take that new concoction and we put it in four different shot glasses. Now, you don't have to be a math genius to figure this out. If you drink that new concoction, are you getting the same effect on the same table as the original unadulterated shot of whiskey? The answer is no. So how many shots would you have to drink? Well, you'd have to drink all four. That's exactly what happens to the value of a dollar when commodity prices rise. You think the government can just pump out free money? that it's not even collecting in taxes, and that doesn't have an effect on pricing? Of course it does. There's always a cost to it. So where is you had the value of a dollar, you had a shot of whiskey, but now you want more people to have the whiskey, you just don't have more whiskey to give them. You've now diluted it, meaning you have to consume all four shots to get the effect of one. That's inflation. It is the most simple exercise you could possibly explain to someone who doesn't understand the government can't, as Rashida Tlaib said, just create out of thin air a $1 trillion coin. If that, that would be lovely. I mean, if all we had to do to pay the debts of the United States, the debt held by the public, was print $31 trillion coins and put them in a vault someplace and then issue note on them, that would be wonderful. As a matter of fact, Venezuela would do the exact same thing. All of Venezuela's currency problems could be solved if Venezuela just created trillion-dollar coins, put them in a vault, and issued note on them. You know, it used to be in this country that a currency note was actually backed by something. Almost like a stock. 
a currency note, a Federal Reserve note had value in gold or silver or something. We were bimetallism for a while, actually. Once we got rid of the gold standard and our money wasn't backed with anything, you know what? How many of you older? How many of you had grandparents that used to get mad when you would ask for something? You know, My day, that cost a nickel. Well, why is that? Why doesn't anything cost a nickel anymore? There used to be stores called Five and Dimes. We don't have that anymore. The penny is almost worthless. How is that possible? Unless, of course, what once had value has now been diluted so many times that we don't really know the value anymore. We haven't had... Nobody alive right now remembers sound money. Once the government, under Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and yes, finalized under Richard, Richard Nixon, completely obliterated sound money, the federal government was free. Now, they, they've, they've had an advantage here. Other countries began to use the dollar as their reserve currency. So other countries, which, by the way, we're borrowing money from, have an interest in a strong dollar. But we're diluting it to fund these programs that don't even build roads, that don't even constitute an investment in this country. Tell me I'm wrong. You know, one thing I love about being me, amongst the other things I love about being me, is that I inspire. I inspire anger and hatred and loathing in left-wing ankle biters and window lickers. And I'm going to tell you, I, I, I actually enjoy it. Sometimes they're, they're, I mean, I can't wait to get to work. Knowing full well there are people that are just for some reason are burned alive by the sound of my voice. I enjoy it. And I will be honest with you. I feed off of hate. It powers me. It fuels me. I feed off your hate. You know what I don't get though? What sometimes depresses me about my job is at least seemingly sane, rational people who are able to say, Mr. Wilkow, factually, here's where you're wrong. What I just laid out to you, what I have just laid out to you is how inflation works. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Is there anybody who could possibly articulate an alternative to that and prove me wrong? The answer is no. That's why I say the arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Now, I know some people don't like it. Sounds a little braggy. But when I lay these things out in perfectly executed political analysis, unlike Lester Holt, I'm all about hearing the other side. And we're going to get deeper into that, by the way. Because CNN now says that gender, nobody knows what a baby's gender is at birth. Nobody. Really? Well, according to Lester Holt, we shouldn't even talk to scientists. There's a narrative. It's one that's accepted by the media, and then we move on. But I would love to to have someone explain to me how inflation works if it doesn't work exactly as I've said it. Now, what you do get 
in the form of people like Robert Reich and Paul Krugman and others, Janet Yellen, they, they really have wedded themselves to this Keynesian belief that they can manipulate the currency endlessly and create a series of booms and busts so that when one bubble is bursting, another boom is taking its place only to burst later down the road at the creation of another boom. They honestly believe that they are smart enough to manipulate currency where is eventually there they'll unlock they'll unlock the code and then whatever inflated currency they they created they could simply take off the government books that's not true that is simply not true nobody is that smart nobody now this is where the technocrat comes in the technocrat actually believes that if just given enough power resources and patience from the people they could govern life as we know it in any aspect of our life so we have economic technocrats that really believe all we need is a handful of smart people sitting in a room devising all this monetary policy and they can make it work and there are people that worship at the altar of this thinking that these people exist and shame anyone who says nobody's that smart Nobody is. And if they were, they wouldn't be working for government. Weintick 695, Patriot 957-2874. So if my whiskey to water ratio analysis is improper, formulate a better argument and come at me, bro. Because I'll tell you right now, I already know it's over. Weintick 695, Patriot 957-2874. Maybe you'll listen to this or tell your friends to listen to it on the Stitcher podcast. Because so far, our first segment or most uh, highlight interview has been the podcast. Actually, maybe today, Governor Brian Kemp's going to join us. Maybe that'll be the podcast. But if you don't know, for your friends who listen in podcast form, this program is now available on Stitcher as a podcast. We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program can not be broken. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.